You are listening to audio from Hope Church Ipswich. For more information about our church, please visit www.hopechurchipswich.net. Trust that you're having a good start to 2019. Um, If we haven't met before, my name's Tom and uh, I lead the team here at Hope Church. And this morning is a little bit of a different uh, message this morning. I want to cast some vision for the coming years ahead. Uh, before I do that, please let me just uh, invite you to our prayer and vision night uh, this Wednesday night at 7.30. We're going to gather together. We're going to worship God. We're going to pray and uh, we're going to have a great time together. We have another one also on the 20th of January at 7.15, again upstairs here. Um, let me urge you to come along to those And uh, I'm sure that after this morning's message, you'll be desperate to pray because that's what I'm speaking about this morning. I'm speaking about prayer. So if you have a Bible with you, maybe you'd like to turn to Ephesians chapter 3, verses 20 to 21. We're going to read those verses will come up on the screens around the room. This is what the Apostle Paul writes to the church in Ephesus. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power... That is at work in, within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. This morning I have a goal and my goal is to lift your eyes afresh to the one who can do all things. I know that actually in many of the songs we've sung it has been about lifting our eyes to the God of the impossible, the unstoppable God, the one who can do all things. And this is exactly what the Apostle Paul is doing here in this, uh, these verses we've read. He's lifting the eyes of the church at Ephesus to the one who is unstoppable, the, the God of the immeasurably more, the God of miracles, the unstoppable God. And I want to call us to see this afresh this morning in the light of our destiny as a church, in our destiny as Hope Church. It might sound quite grand to say we have a destiny as Hope Church because we're just one church amongst many great churches in this town, amongst many churches in the world. And what, you know, what might God have uh, for 450 odd people in Ipswich? You know, it sounds quite grand to say we have a destiny. But as I'm going to share this morning, I do believe God has spoken to us and has plans and purposes for us as Hope Church that we want to step into. And I want to share this morning a little bit about what I see as our next big prayer adventure, as our next big prayer adventure, and we're going to come on to that a little later on. But I want to just encourage us right at the outset of this message to be listening with our corporate ears, as it were, listening uh, on behalf of the family at Hope Church. Because sometimes, especially at the beginning of the year, we might come together, we might think, I want a message to encourage me personally today. I want a message that's going to be spot on for my life. And hopefully some of this will be encouraging to you individually and personally. But I want to encourage us to listen today uh, for our whole church family. You might be visiting uh, and this might not be your church family. That's absolutely fine. But to listen uh, with corporate ears today to what uh, I'm sharing. Because I do believe that God wants us to all be part of something that is much bigger than ourselves and our own plans. I believe that's what we need, actually. We need to be part of something bigger. And God's plan is that we find that in the family that is the church. I believe that God has things for us to step into as a people here. And I just want to encourage us not to kind of uh, get individualitis, not to kind of, you know, that's a deadly disease, really. When we all think about ourselves and think about what, you know, what can I do? What's God's will for me? And not get hung up on those things. But actually seeing that we are part of 
a family, because that is what the church is. The church is a family. It's described as a family. It's not a collection of individuals who happen to have uh, you know, nothing much else on on Sunday mornings. It's actually a family. But it's also described as a family that's on a mission. It's like an army. The church is like an army. We've sung about that in a, a little while ago, that there's an army rising up, and that's what the church is. It's a body. The Bible describes the church as a body with different members of the body functioning in different ways. But listen, it's a body that's also called to arm itself. We're, we're to be armed because we're in a battle, which is pushing back the kingdom of darkness and advancing the kingdom of Jesus Christ. And we have a weapon in this, in this battle, and our biggest weapon is prayer. Our biggest weapon is prayer. That's exactly how uh, the Apostle Paul, whose words we've just read, that's exactly how he saw it. He saw a lot of success. Those listening on the podcast, I'm using the, the little inverted comma things. He saw a lot of success because we can think of success as being on a big stage or uh, big lights or whatever it might be. No, he saw a lot of success in that he saw lots and lots of people coming to know Jesus. He saw lots and lots of people uh, getting healed and set free from their pasts. He saw lots of churches planted. Not many of them were huge, but he saw many, many churches planted in different cities and nations. He saw a lot of success. And if you asked him what's behind the success, he would almost certainly say prayer. He would say prayer is the reason why I have seen this success. He says in many of his letters that he's writing, and most of the New Testament is made up of uh, letters, many of them written by the Apostle Paul, he enlists the prayers of the churches that he's writing to again and again and again. I'll read out a few examples. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 11, he says, You must help us by prayer so that many will give thanks on our behalf for the blessing granted us through the prayers of many. He says in Ephesians chapter 6, Pray also for me that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel. In Colossians chapter 4, verse 3, he says, Pray for us that God may open to us a door for the word to declare the mystery of Christ on account of which I am in prison. And lastly, there's loads more I could read out. Lastly, 2 Thessalonians 3, Finally, brothers, pray for us that the word of the Lord may speed ahead and be honored as happened among you. If you were to ask Paul, what makes the big difference in your life and ministry? He would say prayer. He counted on the prayers of the churches that he was partnering with to gain for him what otherwise would not be given. He was a firm believer that prayer changes things. The prayers of the church were to him vital in his mission. And there's a guy who lived quite a long time ago called Andrew Murray, not the tennis player, sadly. But uh, he wrote this. Who can say what power a church could develop and exercise if it gave itself to the work of prayer day and night for the coming of the kingdom, for God's power on his servants and his word, for the glorifying of God in the salvation of souls? Most churches think their members are gathered into one simply to take care of and build each other up. Maybe that's what you think that's what church is primarily about. It's partly about that, but that's not what primarily it is about. They know not that God rules the world by the prayer of his saints. That prayer is the power by which Satan is conquered. That by prayer the church on earth has disposal of the powers of the heavenly world. They do not remember that Jesus has, by his promise, consecrated every assembly in his name to be a gate of heaven. Where his presence is to be felt and his power experienced in the Father fulfilling their desires. Listen up this morning. Our prayers have immense power to change things. 
Our prayers have immense power to change things here and further afield. Our prayers have power to change even world history. I read a tweet on um, New Year's Day from Pete Gregg, who uh, has led an amazing uh, 24-7 prayer movement right across the world. And uh, he tweeted this on New Year's Day. On December the 31st, 280 years ago, John Wesley gathered 60 people in Fetter Lane, London, to pray in the new year. At 3 a.m., the power of God came mightily upon them, sparking the great awakening that rewrote British and American history. I believe it can happen again. No exaggeration, that awakening has radically changed the landscape of Britain and the United States. From a prayer meeting where they were calling upon God to move in their nations. Historians would tell you that great awakening has radically changed our countries. And we need God to do it again. We believe that prayer changes things. I believe prayer can actually massively change our country and turn it around. If your uh, reaction when I said that we've got prayer meetings coming up on Wednesday and then a, a week Sunday after that was, that sounds boring, or is, that, is there really, you've got nothing better to do with your time than to pray, or you know, can it really change things? You haven't got a clue if that was your reaction. You haven't got a clue, because prayer is effective. We must pray, and we must pray regularly. We must pray consistently for some things. We must pray persistently for some things. We sometimes need to pray in large groups or in small groups or individually. We must keep praying. And we've been on something of a prayer adventure over these last few years at Hope Church. Um, Many of you will know exactly what I'm talking about when I say that, but I want to share a little bit of that story because I do believe that God is starting to speak to us about our next big prayer adventure. About five and a half years ago, um, we were considering whether or not God may be calling us to move to Ipswich. Um, We were living in Southampton. I was working as a social worker, and we'd been invited to come to this town that I knew nothing about. I'd been through Ipswich on the train a couple of times and thought, what is this place? I've never, you know, I don't don't know anything about it. And uh, Morris Nightingale, who's one of the leaders here uh, with me, um, invited us to come and move to Ipswich. And from the day that we were invited, well, actually, initially we said no. We said no, we were quite happy in Southampton. But then God started to um, prompt us that maybe we should investigate this. And from that day, I have been praying for this town and praying for this church on a regular basis, even though I didn't really know much about it at the time. But on my lunch breaks, um, I would get onto the beach. I worked in the beach, which was a privilege. And I used to go and pray and pray and pray. And I would pray that God would do such a work in this town and in this church that Jesus could not be ignored, that Jesus could not be deemed irrelevant, that Jesus would be made famous whether people loved him or reviled him, that he could not be ignored as irrelevant in this town. I started to pray that again and again and again. And then we moved here nearly five years ago. And from the moment we touched on the ground here, we've been praying, God, would you move in this town in such a great way that Jesus could not be ignored, that Jesus would be lifted high and made famous. And right uh, back, as far back as um, 2014, as, as the leadership started to form here, we started to pray that God would give us a larger premises because we saw that we were starting to, people were starting to join the church and we thought it's not going to be long before we're actually out of space here. So we started praying, God, would you give us, and there was a few dead ends I started to explore in various places, a few dead ends really along the way. And then we started to think, well, maybe we should 
by this place outright and, uh, and maybe look to expand it over the car park a little bit. And we got a little bit further along that line and then we came up against a bit of a brick wall. We thought there's no way forward there. And actually, in hindsight, when we look back, what it would have cost us to develop this building to gain only a very little bit of extra space, we've, God has protected us along the way. But really, in all of this, we've been praying. And then at the beginning of uh, uh, 2016, we decided we'd have monthly prayer and vision nights. And that pattern's changed a little bit in recent uh, months um, because of our new life groups and way of doing groups. But we've had maybe 20 or so prayer meetings, uh, prayer and vision nights since then. And we've been consistently asking God for a larger premises. We've been taking it to him and we've shared basically our progress as we've gone along. And every time we've prayed for many, many different things, for many of the, the works we're doing in Ipswich amongst the, those in need, we've been praying for a whole bunch of stuff. But we've been every time giving 10, 15, 20 minutes of those evenings to praying for God to release to us a new premises. And so it has been a, an amazing adventure. There have been ups and downs along the way. We, uh, not long after we thought, actually, maybe this isn't the place for us. I <clears throat> haven't had this happen much in my life, but I genuinely believe God spoke to me about a plot of land around the corner from here, okay, that we should, we should go for it. It was, uh, you know, on and off, uh, say it was coming up for sale and coming off, you know, off the market, and uh, I felt God spoke to me about it, and so we went for it, and we, um, we had a meeting. I remember very well an elders and trustees meeting, and we gathered together downstairs here, and we looked at what we had in the bank, which was not much money at all. And we looked at the price tag of this land, which was about £400,000. And we thought, how is this going to work? And we prayed. And I remember going home to my wife, Sarah, who goes to the first service here. And with tears in my eyes, joy, joyful tears in my eyes, I said to her, we're going to go for it. And people in that room were willing to make huge personal sacrifices to go after this plot of land um, that we, we felt God had spoken to us to go for it with. And so with a bit of money raising in the church and, uh, and some more prayer, we went for it. And myself and Len South, who's one of the elders here, and Brett Ackfield, who's one of the trustees, we traveled to London to an auction to go and buy this plot of land. And uh, they, they came with me. They were the ones who had to kind of restrain me from waving the paddle too much. I think they felt they needed two people to do that. And so we went to this auction. We felt very confident. The auction started well. And then some guy who's never been to Ipswich before basically gazumped us and came in with a much bigger bid than we could afford, despite the fact that I wanted to wave my paddle and Brett and Len were there to, to stop me doing it. And we missed out on the building. We missed out on the land, I should say. And we thought, what are you doing, God? What's going on here? Because we really felt God had led us to that land. And so we went back to the church. We reported this. We said, well, let's keep praying. Maybe God will release it to us later down the line. Maybe something will happen. There'll be a miracle here. Or maybe that in this journey, God is actually going to lead us to something even better. Because he didn't say we were going to get it. He said, go for it. And so there's a big difference in that. He said, go for it. And actually in going for it, we stretched ourselves in faith. I remember speaking to Anne South and she said to me, God wants us to develop muscles in prayer. And sometimes when we push on a door and it just opens straight away, we're not actually going to develop muscles in prayer. And sometimes it takes a little bit more of a journey. It's a bit more of a persistence required. And so we kept praying and praying and praying. And then right at the beginning, I think exactly two years ago today, myself and Mark Crawley, many of you will know, the leadership team here, we met with the, the MP at the time. And he said to us, uh, have you considered the former Odeon building? And we thought, 
well, I mean, yeah, but that's surely way out of our, yeah, our price range. And he said, well, I don't know. Well, he got us in touch with the, the owners. And then we went to the church and we said, we're thinking about this. And a lot of people thought, what are you thinking? What are you doing? You know, and we, we started to explore this over time and praying all along. And we have great elders meetings. I love my fellow elders. We have so much fun, lots and lots of laughter. We really do. But there was a few meetings where there wasn't much laughter as we were deliberating. What on earth are we going to do here? There's a big building potentially available to us. And we can't afford this thing. We, we, we're not in that kind of price range. Um, at one point, the, the, the price was 1.8 million, um, which was way out of our price range. And so we prayed and we prayed again. We prayed some more as a church and... Uh, I think with a lot of thanks to Ian, who's in front of me here as one of the elders and our head of trustees, as a a master poker player uh, when it came to negotiations, we somehow got a fee agreed for a million pounds less than what was originally touted. And all all along the line, we've been praying as a family, haven't we? We've been gathering together. Many of you, I know, have been coming on to these prayer and vision nights, and we've been praying into this. And then there was the, the small matter of raising the money that we then needed to actually make good on our offer. God has provided amazingly for us in many different uh, journey offerings that we've had. And then there was the small matter of planning permission and actually making sure that we could actually use that place as a place of worship. And I mentioned in the first service that God brought along a friend of ours into our, into our church's uh, life, really, who was able to stand up in the planning committee. She's here this morning, Liz Harson, and she stood, she stood up for us in the planning committee. I was leading a conference in London. I couldn't even be there and stood up for us and said, this, this the church would be great for this building and went on the radio afterwards and said the same. And God has again and again provided for us uh, along the journey. It's been incredible. And then we had the small matter of insurance. And I remember at the end of one uh, prayer meeting, we had a great, glorious prayer meeting, and then Ian got up at the end and said, oh, by the way, we're having some problems getting insurance for this building. No one wants to insure a building that's been shut for 13 years. And so we prayed, and we prayed again, and God gave us an insurer, and we were able to get the keys. And even on the week of our prayer and vision night, we had one there in September, which we were due to have at the building. Even on that week, there was an issue because the owners weren't playing ball and releasing the keys to us. And we had to pray, God, give us the keys so that we can actually get into that building and praise you in there. So all along, there's been, it's been a roller coaster, really. It's been, there's been some high, very high highs and some very low lows, and we thought there's no way forward here. And there's been steps of faith where we thought, we haven't got this money. We don't know what we're going to do. But God has provided for us, and it's been a prayer adventure. And this, really, it's not over in many respects. We still need to raise more money. I'm praying, God, would you release tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of pounds this year. We need to pray for favor and protection over the, the project as well. That, that journey is not over in its totality, but I'm sensing that God is starting to speak to us about our next big prayer adventure. And our next big prayer adventure is this. It's multiplication. It's multiplication. And I want to come on to what that could look like in just a moment. But before that, I want to just say a couple of words about prophecy um, the, we really value the Bible here. We, you couldn't be with us for more than a few weeks and not know that we love the Bible. We preach the Bible every week. We're going through a massive series in a book of the Bible at the moment, which will be uh, restarting in a couple of weeks' time. We love this. We believe it's the Word of God. We believe it's, it's relevant for our lives today. And yet, we, because we believe in the Word of God, we also believe in prophecy, because we see in places like 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 14, Paul writes things like this. My brothers, 
eagerly desire to prophesy. And there's lots of more stuff in there about prophecy. We believe that God speaks to individuals and to churches today with now words. We weigh them up. We weigh them up. Are they consistent with the Bible? If it's not consistent with the Bible, well, it's not prophecy. We believe that God speaks through individuals today, through men and women today, into situations and to churches. And we have had a number of encouraging prophetic words over the years that are showing us really that we're going to have a big impact locally, but also beyond Ipswich as well. Also beyond this place as well. A few of our Friends have prophesied into the church over the years. Mike Bollinger, a few years ago, he's based over in Lowestoft. He prophesied of Hope Church being a great big ship laden with mercy and help for the community. That's something that we, we, we treasure and we hold on to. We want to be a ship laden with mercy, compassion, help for our community. Others have spoken of seeing a large barn, that Hope Church would be a large barn, an international church of substantial size having great impact in the town. We've seen these things coming to pass. But increasingly, over the last few years, God has been getting our attention that actually Hope Church would have an impact here, but also beyond this town as well. Uh, In the summer of 2015, uh, Len saw in his mind's eye an aircraft carrier with hundreds of people on deck and planes being readied to send to the nations. And over these last 18 months, we have... Um, particularly through Morris's ministry in different uh, countries. We've been sending teams to church plants in, in uh, Spain, Germany, Sweden, Finland, to the Middle East. We just had a lady come back from the Middle East uh, a couple of days ago um, to, to work with church plants out there in evangelism, and prayer teams, children's work, worship teams, all kinds of things. We've sent over 45 people on short-term mission trips in the last year. And we're starting to see something of that aircraft carrier coming to pass. But there's much more than that as well. We uh, have had a word from Steph Liston, who's on the leadership team of our Relational Mission, our family of churches. Uh, he prophesied a couple of years ago, I believe the Lord quickened me to say that not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, there's going to be a divine blowing on Hope Church for pioneering and for sending out. It won't necessarily fit with the plans of men, but I feel like the Lord wants to assure you that there's heavenly strategy behind it. And it, it goes on. I'm not going to read all of these prophecies in, in their entirety. Adrian Horner, who was with us back in September, uh, is based in Kettering, prophesied this in 2015. I felt that the call of God on the church is to be a congregation of people that are pastored and loved here and fed, and that's great. But the call of the church is also to go into the nations and stir up and train and release. And sometimes we think, which of these is it going to be? The builders and the pastors think, let's gather, let's equip and serve and get it all ordered. But other folks are saying, let's go, let's shake it up, let's send. I felt like God's saying that both of those are to be who you are. Both of those are to be. You're a feeding church and also a sending church with the disruption and the ripples and the disturbing of the status quo that comes with it. And then most recently in September, many of you were there, a couple of hundred of you were there, um, He prophesied this amongst us, uh, that there would be an anointing on Hope Church uh, to impact the community, particularly amongst the homeless and amongst broken families. But he also prophesied this, in all the gathering to hear, it's so that you can give to other communities, and you're already doing that. And he mentioned Stow Market, which I'll come on to in a moment. Uh, I feel like God is giving you a storehouse of men and women to send and release. God has given you some awesome people. And he went on to speak of holding the leaders dearly, but also holding them lightly, and went on to say this, Hope Church, your inheritance isn't just Ipswich, not just this wonderful place, but it's continents and counties. 
So you need to hold these guys lightly so that they are released. He talked about us being like an Antioch church. Antioch was a, a church in the New Testament that had that, very much that ministry of sending their leaders off to go and help other, other places. And he said this, uh, maybe Tom may head off in a couple of years' time for one month, then he's back again. I don't know how it will work, he, he said, but you guys will work it out. Hold these guys lightly and dear in your heart. I could, there's so many more um, words that I could share here. Um, but what is really clear is that God is speaking to us about multiplying beyond our impact locally. And what's also really, really clear is that it's unclear how it's going to look. It's really unclear how it's going to look. There's a bunch of different ways that it could look if we were to multiply in the years ahead. We've obviously multiplied to two services here a few years ago. We are planning to go back to one service when we go into our new building, but it might look like in the years down the line having, again, multiple services. It might look like multiple sites within this locality that we have one church but different sites in different uh, areas. It might look like we church plant, that we actually send people with the, with the, uh, the view to actually start a new church from scratch in maybe locally or maybe further afield in this nation or beyond. We don't know what it's going to look like. It might look like we send people more permanently to go and help in different nations with different situations. We don't know what it's going to look like, but we're going to pray about it. We're going to pray about it. And we're going to see over these years that God is going to stir people and he'll maybe even today put things in hearts uh, that will grow in the years to come. And then we're going to see what this will look like as we go forward. We believe that God is calling us to be a large church. Yes, absolutely. But the end game is not just to have one full building in the center of Ipswich. We believe that God will cause us to be a large church and ascending church. Some might say it's a choice. You either become a large church or ascending church. We're believing that we're going to have our cake and eat it. We're believing for both. We don't know what it's going to look like. We just don't know. But we're clear that that's our destiny. That's what we want to pray into. We're going to spend time at each of our prayer and vision nights praying that God would multiply what we are already and show us the way forward. And we've seen this already to a degree. I mean, two years ago, we planted a church into Colchester, Redeemer Church, and they are thriving. We sent uh, six people from Hope Church. Uh, we've recently sent another couple um, and to join Hugh and Claire Pierce there. And they are thriving. They're gathering some 80 or so on Sundays now. Within about two years, they've grown from like eight to 80. That's amazing. And we're, we're believing that may happen again in the future. We've sent Dave and June Dean to Stowe Market uh, in September last year. They're doing a great job looking after that church for an interim period whilst we look to see a leadership team gathering there. God is already doing this amongst us, but what I'm here to say this morning is get used to this because it's going to happen again and again. We don't know what it's going to look like, but we, we know that there's going to be ascending from here in different ways, and we want to pray into that. In fact, this morning uh, over in Stone Market, Tim Virgo is preaching, uh, Chris Haynes is leading worship. We're already having an impact beyond here, but we are believing that's going to increase. So where do we go from here? We pray, but let's also consider how might God multiply what we individually already bring to the table. You might have gifting that you're using to serve the church here. Let's consider how might God multiply that so that in the years to come, when we do start to send people out, that actually others can step up to the plate. If you are sent out, others can step into your place. It might be that you have a gift of hospitality. We uh, heard from John and Hannah a few months ago. They preached, and it was brilliant, just sharing practically about hospitality. We're going to need loads more people to grow in the gift of hospitality. 
It might be that you are uh, excellent with children or young people and you can actually start to train others up in that. And I'm so encouraged to hear that in Hope Kids, um, the, the group leaders are growing, I think, from four to eight. They're being, uh, we're, we're multiplying group leaders there, which is brilliant. Myself and um, Luke Howard is over here. We led a life group last term going into the centre of Ipswich on Friday nights, giving tea and coffees out, chatting with people, praying with people, many, many needy people, uh, just really in, in dire need, people out clubbing as well, just chatting with people. And he and Sheila are going to lead the group uh, this term as well. Get part of that group. It's going to be brilliant. But Luke is dreaming about how can he, God's given him a gift of evangelism, how can he see that multiplied? How can he train others up in that? And we're going to, at some point soon, we don't know when yet, we're going to have a morning where where we can learn from Luke in this. And Sheila and others who've got gifts in this. Because we want to multiply all the gifting that God has amongst us here. It may be that you've got a gift of, uh, of prayer and you can call others up to pray with you. It might be that you, get, you just want to look at what you're giving and say, I want to give more into this because this is, a, this is a big thing that God is doing here. Maybe you want to even start giving. It might be an adventure for you to start at the beginning of 2019. Start giving into this financially. So let's consider how can we multiply what God is bringing to the table. The thing is, as we close, we are not ready for this. We're not ready to multiply radically in right now. We're not. Um, we need God to move amongst us. That's why it's going to be our prayer adventure. That's why in the years to come, God's going to make us ready for it. That's why in the years to come, we believe that God is going to astound us and do immeasurably more than we could ask or imagine. Because four years ago, when we started praying for a new building, we were nowhere near ready to buy the former Odeon building in the center of town. We were nowhere near ready. But listen, this is a great quote from Francis Chan in his uh, new book, Letters to the Church. He says this, If you can accomplish your church's mission without daily passionate prayer, then your mission is insufficient and your church is irrelevant. I love him. I love his, 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 his very prophetic guy. If prayer isn't vital for your church, then your church isn't vital. We don't believe this can be accomplished without prayer. That's why we're going to pray on Wednesday. That's why we're going to pray on the 20th. That's why life group leaders, we're going to pray whenever it might be that we're gathering, a week Wednesday. We are going to be praying and asking God for abundant grace upon our church. And I, I'm expecting that God's going to favor our church. I'm expectant of it. I want you to have high expectations of God. Don't, don't lower your expectations. Hire them. And God will do immeasurably more than we can even ask or imagine. The Apostle Paul had dreams, I'm sure, and the churches that he was working with, he had dreams about them. And God would say to him, Paul, I can do measurably more than you can ask or imagine. God's going to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine through Hope Church. He will. And we're going to have a story to tell. We're going to have a story to tell. I was there in 2019 and 2020 and 2021 and 2022. I, I was there. I saw God do incredible things. We're going to have a story to tell. We are going to, in the years to come, have stories to tell of what God does amongst us. I'm confident of that. I'm expectant of dozens of people coming to know him this year. I'm expecting of many, many people to be healed. I'm expecting that many uh, people are going to give big when we go for it for the next building offering in March. I'm believing for God's, God's favour on our church. So, how are we going to respond to here? One of the band could come and join us. By the way, these guys don't go and hide during the second service. They have a rest. They actually come and sit in on the sermon of the first service. They're not, they're not uh, prima donnas. Um, 
<laughs> Often one of you just think that. They just go and sit in a room and just don't want to hear me. I don't know. Um, listen, what I want to, to call us to is to, to stand only if we want to say, I'm in on this. Um, we'll all stand in a moment eventually when we sing this final song. But I want to call us to stand if we want to say to God, just a, as a way of responding, saying, God, I'm in on this. Count me in on this adventure of faith. Count me in on this adventure of prayer. And, uh, and then in a moment, we're going we're gonna to sing a song that the band will lead us in. But I want to just finish with these verses we read out at the beginning. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. So... I want to pray, and then once I've finished praying, if you are up for this, don't be embarrassed if you're not. If you're up for this and just want to say, I, I, want to, I want to give myself afresh to what God's doing here in Hope Church, then I want you to stand. So I'm going to pray, and then I'm going to invite you to stand. Let's just uh, bow our heads in prayer. Father God, we, we're looking to you to astound us in the years to come, not for our glory, but for yours. Not for our renown, but for the renown and fame of Jesus Christ. We're looking to you, Lord, and we ask you that you would multiply us. All that we have in our hands, Lord, all the gifts that we bring to the party, would you multiply them? Would you multiply many, many leaders in this church, men and women of faith and of good character? Pray, Father God, that you would astound us in the years to come. We want to say now that we give ourselves afresh to you. In, in view of your mercy on our lives, in view of all this amazing love we've been singing about this morning, we just say we're all yours, and we want to give ourselves afresh as this new adventure begins. And Lord, we're looking to you that in the years to come, we would look back and say, wow, God has blown our expectations out of the water. He has done immeasurably more than we could ask or imagine. That's what we're asking you for, Father. And lead us on, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Please feel free to make a copy of this content, but please do not edit the content in any way.